Testing. 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 Boy, Welcome back to another episode of Bloom and Grow. And happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's Friday. Friday. Gonna get done on Friday. Running for the weekend fun. <laughs> no, looking forward to the weekend fun, fun, that fun, base. fun. It's so weird that now she's all grown up. It's like Ariel. No, oh. Rebecca Black. <laughs> Ariel. <laughs> you keep up with her. I well, I remember when that song came her. out. Oh my goodness, we watched it in the library at Denlo. Well, anyways, um, that was just a side note about Rebecca Black. Hope she's doing well. Um, today we're gonna be talking about loving well. As the title has given it away already. It's the last one in our series from the Watering Well series. And we're just going to end with a bang in Jesus' name. Bangers only. All 2021. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to start with a little icebreaker. And the question is to everyone here. Uh, what... How do you best receive love and how do you give love according to the love languages, the five love languages? Which are? Which are words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, and physical touch. If you're like our dad, you love or you have them all. There's no such thing as love languages because everyone is multilingual. And this will be a dumb exercise for you. You gotta speak clearer <laughs> if you're gonna be so far away. It's just gonna be like no, it's fine. I'm telling mumble, 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 mumble. you. You have it on max volume. No, I'm saying no, no. The clarity, you, of, speech. Yes, the clarity oh, of speech, respectfully, is not there. Is slurring the words together. Nobody's here. Yeah, let's just preface this to say that Ariel is dead tired. Literally coming straight from a night show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. Anyways, um, <laughs> back to the question, which was the question is, how do you best give it? Mm-hmm. Or how do you, what's your default love language that you give to other people? And how do you best receive it? So, quality time is how I best receive it. And, like, to me, when people give me quality time, that shows me more that they love that they mm-hmm. love me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, how do I... My default for giving. Mm-hmm. I think it's a tie between quality time and gifts, depending on the people. <laughs> depending on yeah. People. Like, I think that with people who I'm really close to... You're definitely giving gifts. Nope. No. <laughs> I'm definitely giving quality yeah. time. I say well, quality time is yeah. the number one. You give people mm-hmm. that's not family gifts? Don't expose her. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Weak answer. But no, okay, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Maybe just quality time. Anyways, you, Gabby? Mm-hmm. What the first one is how you receive love? Yeah. 
Oh, okay, no. How I give I love. I receive love at the altar when I open up my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to be Sorry. something silly. <laughs> I think, I don't know if I have a default of how I give love because I try to tweak it to the person. She's so aware. Except you guys don't receive the love that I give you. <laughs> Which is what? Words of affirmation. That's your default. Um, that's your default. Yeah. No, not for everyone. Yes, it is. No, I wouldn't say that's my default. For family. I do, for family. I do. What's the other one? No, not just for family. You're your mother's child. What's in this the way. other You're one? Not as bad as her, though. What's the other one? I'm forgetting what it's what? called. Acts Ser- of service. service. For people you like. Yeah. I think I for do. people you love, like you're super close to, you give acts of service for sure. But your default is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe we should answer this for each other. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have thought that, but I guess that's true. I could also give you examples. Like, people mm. you care about, you're going to go and bake them cookies and do all this. How can I do that? You definitely yeah. have some service. But just for, like, How can I everyone on a grand scale, mm. you just be like, you're so good at this. You look so nice. No, oh. no. Her words of affirmation. Oh, on a broad scale. Yeah, okay, because I'm say they're d- usually, like, on deeper. On a broad scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Wow. But the thing is, Gabby's genuine, not like me, where I'll just gas people up to gas them up. Okay, that's not true. I don't do that. Maybe we should just have that on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> 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 you're on a journey. No, like that's yeah. what you used to do that when you were Honestly, younger. Honestly, you were a people pleaser. Grandma. You're a people pleaser, but you're growing out of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, what's the other part? How do you best receive it? Acts of service. Yeah, we mm. knew that. Because we knew that we were percent. failing. 100%. No, no. I love we're you guys. Yeah, there's no way I can act of service, Gabby. <laughs> Anything no, you know what? that I she can do, she's a master. made coffee this week, and I thought that was so nice. I almost cried. I really appreciated that. That was so sweet. And then wow, you got life me. really turns upside down. We get married. <laughs> you don't even have time to make coffee. <laughs> it's literally... Oh, oh, yeah, I think oh, I was gonna say, like, wow, Janelle made your coffee. You really were in the no, desert. That was, that was so, that's so nice. nice. Thank I you, Janelle. So nice. And Aaron. Normally, I buy it if I go on the road. Yeah, Jay's a deaf. Like, that's why I said oh, gifts is 100% oh, how you I give. I guess that's true. Yeah, I do. I, I consider you buying people. food for me a gift. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would, or maybe it's mm-hmm. an act of service. No, it's a Gift. I don't know. Acts of you service is more like no, not necessarily. It's just like you anticipated load. that I needed coffee in the morning, so you went out of your way to make it for me. Food, I guess you could say I anticipated that you <laughs> needed hungry. you needed a meal in your stomach <laughs> and you were famished. Yeah, but you know true. what I mean. Making it's the coffee for Gabby like, is an act of service, not a gift. Okay, I feel so like this is our most deviation. Alright, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right Ari, take it away i took it so far away that it's gone <laughs> oh <my> uh, um <laughs> how, <coughs> how do i give how do i risk default giving mm-hmm. or this affirmation <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. to who <laughs> mommy maybe <laughs> no mommy doesn't even receive it um i don't know what my default is Say them um, gifts. Quality time. Serve. Quality yeah, time. It's definitely quality, quality time. time. To give. Default, yeah. I yeah. give people quality time. Yes. Well, most definitely, without a doubt. I feel like I just show up because I want quality time, and that's not true. 
I mean, that's part no, of the but reason, you but you actually conversations with people. Oh, and that's like actually, you are right. Yeah, and like if that's true. Yeah, that's true. Your quality like, time, you give in up the sense for other that people. I would want to create like a plan for a games thing. Da 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 da. Like actually, fill in the time. blank. Yeah. yeah, anything. Sorry, I'm just like, how do I spend quality time with people? But you're right. Okay, um, no, but just general. That's very that's, specific. Yeah. I know, I know, but I'm but, just like, I don't. No, I think for me. The intentionality behind the things I do tells you how much I love you, but that's not a love language. Anyways. Mumble mumble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do I receive? Best receive it. You already know this. Yeah. Access so service. What? Quality time. Quality time. <laughs> <laughs> You're not fooling anyone. Wow. I'm so predictable. I give the love that I want That's one great. That's I don't know if that's good. I do the same thing. Wait, is it great? Next week. That's not great at all. No, Depends most, on the person. Most people do that, though. Mm-hmm. Gabby gives access yeah, service hundred percent. Access service is your number one, but you mm-hmm. also give. But yeah, she's tied with access service and words of affirmation. Gabby is an access like literally will serve, 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 serve. Literally Only to the people to she... us. That's what I said. Meant. All right, so we're moving on to talk about loving well, and obviously, this is a Christian podcast. Our example is and forever always will be Jesus. So loving well, really simply put, is just loving like Jesus did because he is our perfect example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at a lot of different scriptures. And honestly, I didn't realize how hard this was going to be until I <laughs> realized that literally love is everywhere in the Bible. There is, <laughs> There are so many scriptures and I'm not going to be able to even touch half of them or not even quarter but um we're gonna just <laughs> continue anyways so the first scripture is first corinthians 13 verse 13 and it says and now abide faith hope charity these three but the greatest of these is charity and charity is of um <laughs> <laughs> it is love um and then the other scripture is Matthew 22, verses 36 to 40. And it says, love, oh no, first teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. We spoke about this in one of the first podcasts. And then verse 39 says, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So as you can see, the two greatest commandments have to do with love. As you can see, sorry, never mind, go ahead. I don't want, I forgot that you were leaving this. I just thought about how it said love your neighbor as yourself. So as you can see, self-worth is disobedience to the greatest commandment of God. Yes, low self-worth, stay tuned for the podcast coming on that. I really can't use it like that. Um, Anyways, uh, right, so... This is something that is very important for us to get and to get well because it, like, everything hangs on these two things, as the Bible says. First of all, we have to love God with all of our hearts, our mind, our soul, like, with everything that we have, we need to love God. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, and then you need to love your neighbor as you would love yourself. So we're going to go into that a little bit. And 
just want to stay say right now off the bat sorry my my english is just stay going all over the place me. today you are the girl that never has to go oh, i'll Jesus. stay with you anyways you want to so, stay off the bat first of all we can't love well without loving god first and having his love within us period mm-hmm. like we, we aren't going to be able to love successfully and love truly there is well no there is no <laughs> way never. that we're going to be able to do that without having god living within it's us true. because we're such selfish and self-absorbed self-consumed individuals like that's how human beings are naturally that's mm-hmm. our flesh that's how we were born in this world with like if you think about it babies literally are just consumed with themselves like we're born whoa not you coming for babies no but like <clears throat> no, they don't know any better and that's how it is but mm-hmm. it's just that is an example of how we come into this world mm-hmm. really just prioritizing ourselves mm-hmm. but the bible describes love and commands us to love in a completely opposite way mm-hmm. which is to love selflessly and to love others more than we love ourselves so that's going to take a work of the holy spirit mm-hmm. period so we're just going to look at how god is love just i have two scriptures here first john 4 verse 16 god is love and whoever lives in love lives in god and god in him mm. whoever or oh, i just please said that twice um so, like I was saying, just to back up what I said before, is that we can't love without knowing God. The Bible mm-hmm. says it. God is love. And you need to, in order to live in love, you need to live in God. Period. First John 4 verse 8 in the ESV version says, Anyone who does not love does not know God. Because God is love. love. Alright. So, what is love? What do you guys, what would you, how would you describe love? In your own words. Ooh. How would you describe love in your own words? I know. This isn't a psychology thing. That's <laughs> the question. Um, never really thought about that. How do I describe love? Love is sacrifice. Okay. Mm, that's good. good. Gabby? According to the Amplified version, it's unselfishly seeking the best for How others. do you? Not the Amplified. Yeah. I would identify with that. Yeah. Um, definition. I identify, I identify as expounded. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, go sacrifice. again. Re- say that again. Unselfishly seeking the best for others God, is love. In the back. Unselfishly seeking the best for others is love. Amplified. So we have sacrifice, unselfishly seeking the best for others. And uh, what would you say, married Uman? <clears throat> I would say love. I've always said this for many years. Love is a choice. So no matter. So it's not a feeling. No. What? I've been lied to my whole life. So can you fall in and out of love? Not true love. But yes, you can fall in and out of your feelings. You can fall in a bit. You can fall in and out of emotions. Mm -hmm. But true love is a commitment. It's a choice. And mm. it's a choice to sacrifice, as I always oh, like said. That. It's a choice Commitment. to unselfishly seek whatever, whatever you said. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so according to the Bible, the Bible actually uses four different Greek words for love. Um, because as we know, there's different types of love just by looking at human relationships, like the love that a father and a mother have. Mm-hmm. 
What? Wait, you mean towards their children or towards each other? Um, a love between a father and a mother, and then a love that the love like that they have for their children. A... That, that's Wife. different types of love. Mm. Yeah, the father and the mother. <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's wow. true. Let me not be young. Anyways. <laughs> right. Next question. See ya. Um, you came to Blooming Girl After Dark. <laughs> Mems only. <laughs> Beeps. <laughs> We're just here for the beeps. I'm kidding. Honestly, though, I think this is the most authentic. <laughs> we are trash. <laughs> I'm recycling and compost. Please don't leave us after this. Honestly, just, this is just yeah. This is Blooming Girl After Dark slash early unedited, unedited. Anyways. Pre-coffee. Back to what I was saying, the love described in the Bible, there's many different types of love. Mm-hmm. So, philia is the most general type of love in scripture, encompassing love for fellow humans, care, respect, and compassion for people in need. Mm. The concept of brotherly love that unites believers is unique to Christianity. Jesus said philia would be an identifier of his followers. By this, everyone will know mm. that you are my disciples if you oh. love one another. That's John 13, <clears throat> verse 35. So I was in saying, the new- if you filio others. Yes, if we filio others, then mm. um, that. that's how others will know that we are disciples of mm-hmm. Christ. However, I did some more digging and I found this very interesting because I think this is how we can get confused. Like, I think. The whole, whole time until I found this, I was like, oh my goodness, yeah, we're just called to philia each other, you know, brotherly love. That's a love that we really need to display. But the truth is, the higher calling is for us to agape love. Mm. And agape love is what God, is a love that God has for us. It's unconditional love. It's a love that when you talk about for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Mm-hmm. That love that led him to the cross and went through all of that hardship for us just so that we could have the opportunity to have a very intimate union with him and to have mm-hmm. salvation that's agape love mm-hmm. but interestingly enough he's actually calling us to and i think maybe what where many of us miss the mark as christians trying to emulate love is that we're sticking in the philia thinking that agape is solely just for the love that god has for us when god is actually requiring that we go higher and deeper in love by being able to emulate that unconditional love Mm-hmm. in our relationships with others mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. so we are called to live in agape love but that requires the work of the holy spirit mm-hmm. why because in romans 5 verse 5 the word for love here is used used is agape mm-hmm. and it says and hope does not put us to shame because god's love has mm-hmm. been poured into our hearts wow. through the holy spirit who has been given to us so wow. what it's saying here is when we receive the holy spirit God actually pours his agape love into us. So if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can only demonstrate filial love. Wow. You can only demonstrate brotherly love. But if you have the Holy Spirit, God is saying you actually have the capacity Mm -hmm. to demonstrate and to live out agape love. And so agape love is also what's used in John 15 verse 13. Greater love hath no man than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And also in 1 John 3, verse 16, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down mm-hmm. his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. So we are actually called mm-hmm. to live in agape love. And then what was shook me even more 
was in one second in um the passage where peter betrays jesus mm-hmm. jesus was asking him peter do you love me agape Peter responded, I filia love you. Yes. And he was like, Peter, do you agape love me? Mm -hmm. Peter's like, I filia love you. Mm. And it wasn't until he had received the Holy Spirit at the day of Pentecost Mm -hmm. that he was able to actually then be on live in that unconditional love for God and for his brethren. So that was like, oof. Um, We're missing the mark. God is requiring us to agape love him, Mm -hmm. our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But also to agape love our brothers and sisters. But again, I need to, I'm just saying this again, reiterating, this is not possible if you do not have the Holy Spirit. If you want to know how to get the Holy Spirit, message us. But every believer requires the Holy Spirit. God says we must be born of the water and of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And yep. It's not something that is... I actually saw this video this week, and I didn't think it would have tied into what we were going to say, but this girl from Hillsong, not Elevation Worship, she actually said that she... And maybe if you follow these people on Instagram, you've seen it. But she came across... Uh, she was in a coffee shop, and she overheard a conversation happening between a pastor, I guess, or someone who was pastoring another guy, and was basically telling that person that, you know, like, the gifts of the spirit and the spirit is like they're great and all but it's something that was in the past and it's like it's not something that's really applicable to now and she was like no like Mm -hmm. and it's true it's not i think a lot of people think that yeah that only was applicable to that day absolutely not the bible first of all is relevant for every season of life relevant for every season of life there's lessons and everything this is 100 percent clear because eternal (laughs) life is based Mm -hmm. on us being able to be born again by water, being baptized in the name of Jesus and being filled with his spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live a life that we cannot live in our own humanity. Like we need the power. We need the strength. We need the love that God pours into us, mm-hmm. that gappy love that God pours into us when we receive his Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be actively walking in the spirit and yielding your flesh so that the spirit is... <laughs> but it, i was just saying it's not a one-time thing you don't just receive the spirit and then you're set like you have to consciously yield and surrender walk. your flesh so that the spirit has the power to activate in your life amen it is something that you need to cultivate um this conversation about the different types of loves really shows you the flaws in english language like i mean Honestly, we, we use the word love for everything, everything, but in many of the languages around the world, there's like different words, and mm-hmm. I I can definitely see the importance of you know, or not importance, but the benefit of reading the Bible or studying the Bible in different language in the original language, um, because it kind of helps it paint expounds. the picture more. Mm-hmm. And then I think a lot of things are not to think. I know a lot of things are lost in translation. That's just my little plug there. Keep going, Jane. And lastly. Agape love is what's used when we have the classic storybook or textbook definition of love in the Bible, which is 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 onwards. It says love is patient. And I'm reading from the NLT. Mm -hmm. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. 
It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Mm -hmm. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Mm -hmm. Unconditional. And so, like, just to pause here, because we've said a lot of, like, facts, 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 facts. But just to think about your own life and relationships with every single person. So not just family, not just friends, your coworkers, the people that you might just like occasionally meet in mm-hmm. a grocery store or other things. Like, mm-hmm. are you showing love to those people? And take, like, mm-hmm, go ahead, Gabby. I was going to take it one step further to the people that get on your nerves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the people that get on your nerves in all those categories. Your family, your friends, your co-workers, random people, people you don't even know. Are you showing love to those people? Mm -hmm. Are you being kind? Are you being patient? Are you not keeping a record record of wrongdoings? Like, I know it's so easy for us to be like, yep, you did this, 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 and that. And I'm guilty. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be doing this, this, and that because you didn't do that, this, and this. And it's just (laughs) that, this, and this. But we are called to show love and like just little things you'd be surprised at the little things you can do daily to exhibit that more Mm -hmm. like we said at the beginning of this podcast the different things that we uh like the different love languages and how we best receive them and how we give them and it's important to have this conversation with i think with your loved ones because then you can learn how you can actually do these things in your daily lives like how can i show my sisters or yeah, my husband. you know your fam yeah husband i just i'm using you as an example because i'm using use- you as an example my husband <laughs> <laughs> yeah there might be people listening who are married and yeah. yes but my I'm, children yes my I'm, parents i started with sisters because i used your love language and then i continued with husband <laughs> you're just being annoying now <laughs> anyways yes your husband with your parents with your kids how can you show love every single day? And it's the little things. Every little thing really does add up and it really does show others that you care and that you are exhibiting the love of God. Mm-hmm. But even just like someone said, randos, if you're at the grocery store and someone looks like they're struggling and you're very busy, you're rushing and you don't have time to do, like say like you really just need to be go and pick up two things and you don't have more than like 10 minutes to waste at the grocery store that's what you're thinking in your head at the same time you're seeing in the corner of your eye like maybe i was gonna say a senior but you know what people are very affectionate to seniors maybe just like a middle-aged person and maybe they're an immigrant and they're having a hard time finding something or you can tell that they're having a hard time um navigating the store or whatever mm-hmm. do you stop to say hey how can i help in the or time of covid too you just move along and a lot of us would just move along because well so it's just they're so absorbed in what you need to get done and your you're so problems. absorbed in your problems and your busyness that oftentimes it's we're all we've all been there we're all human it can be hard to just like step out of that and you say you know what let me give to this person mm-hmm. and do you give when and also i'll just connect this to being in the spirit in terms of like like gabby said you need to be living in the spirit and activating that when you are living in the spirit and activating the spirit god actually speaks to you mm-hmm. he actually has more of a window to lay and when we say lay things on your heart it's like basically speaking into your mind and or your spirit be like hey 
you know, maybe you should call this person today. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. you should um, pay for that person's lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's different things that we would be able to think of or, or know in our own humanity. Mm-hmm. But God, God knows all things and he knows what the person's going through. He knows what that person needs in that moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. it may not even be for that person, maybe for you, just for him to see, you know what, this this child, my child is obedient to me and is yeah. listening to me. Mm-hmm. No matter if what I say to them doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But we have to get to that point where we're open, which also leads me to my next point. There's, I'll give you some five practical tips in how you can start to love more like Jesus. But like I said, you have to be more open to hearing what God is saying to us and open to showing love every day to the people around us. Mm -hmm. Like if we're not open to showing love, it's not going to (laughs) happen. So five actionable ways to love like Jesus. One, um, be mindful so we need to connect more deeply with our lives and the people in them rather than living a detached disconnected existence 100 percent. so be mindful Two, be approachable it's important for people to feel safe approaching us in other words we must become less exclusive in our interactions with others and more welcoming to those who seek us out wow Mm. that's definitely yeah harder one yeah it's hard it's so easy for certain for us types to, of people too. In general, though, I think it's easier for us to stick in our bubble. Mm-hmm. It's safe. We know the people, and we <laughs> no, <laughs> we know the people already. We know what we're dealing with. We've really built up a solid, you know, relationship. Mm-hmm. It's easy to stay in that bubble. But here to say, be approachable and be open to other interactions with other people and be more welcoming as well wow that just goes back that's just going back to what you said that we're just so self-absorbed like our default is just to think about ourselves we stay in our bubbles just because it's comfortable for us we don't think about other people but it's like when you change your mindset and you're thinking about other people before yourself then Mm -hmm. you're more conscious like oh i need to make sure that i am more approachable i'm more mindful of the other other people it's so interesting just going back to what you said which is kind of contradictory to the world's um world culture where it's like a lot of i see this a lot for people of color too like we're notorious sometimes for having or black females for having like a hard exterior or just like being unapproachable mm-hmm. um and there's many different terms for it but <laughs> uh, um i'm definitely don't think i'm the most approachable person and it's something that god has been i think i haven't intentionally worked on it but with but because i am <laughs> But because I have been putting more time into my relationship with God, spending time with him. Testifying. Yes. And allowing him to reshape me and giving him that open door into my life to really do what he will with my personality, with every every single part of me. I definitely feel like I have become less unapproachable in in over the years as the years have gone by. And it's something that I'm still working on, but mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever. And after this podcast, I myself will have to be like, you know, what? I need to be more intentionally making mm-hmm. myself be more approachable mm-hmm. and not just like, you know, what, whatever <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it is, what it is. It is who I am. And that's contrary to how we live our lives. I think in the world, like it's just, this is how I am. This is, and I have reasons for it. And yeah, your reasons may be valid, but God is requiring us to be approachable. Mm-hmm. And to third one, be full of grace. Oof. We must be willing to relate to others. Child. 
in a non-judgmental way. Mm-hmm. Grace is forgiveness, big sister. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't... Oh, I repeat it. I thought yeah. you said what. So did you do it? I said Grace is forgiveness, sis, big sister. Mm-hmm. Like, you. there's no way you can... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. So what she's saying is because she, her brain is going dancing, um, is that grace? If you are full of grace, you're not going to struggle with unforgiveness. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay, let's just leave it that way. Yeah. All right. So fourth, be bold. We have to shed our fears, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power love and a sound mind amen and that's from second timothy 1 verse 7 and this is key because i think a lot of people think that when you are full of love and when you show love you're somehow going to be a doormat and you're going to let people walk all over you (laughs) and you are just like you have no voice sorry that's not synonymous and we can look at the bible again Mm -hmm. jesus is always our example and he loved people but he was bold he told them hey you're doing this wrong yep this is what you need to do to enter into heaven this is what you need to do to be a better person this is what you need to do so that like so he was never timid no so i don't think you should think that if you're loving you should be the lie of the enemy a timid person necessarily or you should be just a doormat you should be meek yes which is like you're humble and you're submissive but you can very much be bold you can very much get angry you can very much you know admonish people like don't get it wrong and you know how many times jesus came for the pharisees like he came for their necks Mm -hmm. multiple times on multiple occasions and Mm -hmm. he was a savage he was a gentle savage though (laughs) sometimes Sometimes because he would basically give stories that would highlight the Pharisees' flaws, but he would tell them the stories and then they knew that he was talking about mm-hmm. them. <laughs> so, just a reminder to also be bold. And lastly, be self giving. We need to become less self absorbed and more invested in those around us. And that speaks for itself. All right. So, moving on. I would like to now say that as christians who are aiming to love like jesus did because he is our example and the perfect example the best act of love that we can give to those around us is to pray Pray for for them them. yes that's one oh Oh, wow that's forgiveness sorry huh that's the best act of forgiveness no oh my god say the sentence again the best act of love that you can give to someone else to lay down your life for them <laughs> I'm looking for go specifics. kill yourself. Dumb. No, what? No, specifically, what is the biggest gift you can give someone? Love them. <laughs> Anyways, prayer, Christ. Those are all great. Jesus. Okay, wait. Let's let's just do it again. Say the question. I feel again. like I'm back in like sort of hand. Church Say the question again. Um, the best. It's a riddle act of love the mm-hmm. best act the of best love okay so it's an act can be act yeah so yes you're right in okay. laying down your life but okay. what's the ultimate goal here jesus, jesus. <laughs> <laughs> salvation yes give the gospel to that's people. what i said give yeah. jesus i said give jesus you just said jesus give <laughs> jesus before I, forgive my sisters it's been a long period long time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no facts okay. yeah. Anyways, um 
that is the best act of love that we can give to others. Like ultimately God's unconditional love was for us to enter into a relationship with him. Like he laid down his life, not just because he wants to just lay down his life for no reason. Mm -hmm. He laid down his life so that we could have access to salvation so that we could have eternal life. So then us following him, yes, we laid on our lives, but the goal is not just to lay down our lives (laughs) necessarily. (laughs) Like the goal is to show further his message of salvation through our actions we're hoping that through showing this love that it will bring people to christ Mm -hmm. and it we he will they will get to experience his salvation and his healing his love love all of that so again this is i want to segue just to say that you need to be so mindful going back to those five tips about the opportunities that you have daily because mm-hmm. yes a lot of times and you've probably heard people say this that you know we're just going to a lot of times people will never get to hear the gospel they'll never get to um read the bible or hear a message about the truth but they will get to know who jesus is by seeing how we love and that is true. However, I don't want that to become like an excuse or like a fallback on. Yeah, 100%. So that you don't actually have to ever at any point share the truth with that people. That was me because all of high school. You're like, I'm showing love. You know? Great. But if you have an opportunity, because there's always opportunities. And the closer you get to God, the more you actually begin to talk to him, mm-hmm. at talk about him rather, and the more he actually invades your conversation. Mm-hmm. So don't... I want you to be mindful of the opportunities you have daily Mm -hmm. to share something about God. Mm -hmm. It's not just about showing love. That is very important and key and we need to do it. But it's also about sharing. And I mean, sharing the truth is ultimately showing Showing the greatest amount of love to the people around us. God, everywhere he went, he shared the truth. Every Mm -hmm. single place that he went. It didn't Mm -hmm. matter where, it didn't matter what crowd, it didn't matter who. Mm-hmm. he wow. shared the truth every it, single yeah. so our place our lack of sharing is we a don't lack of love. yeah exactly you don't truly love people and care for their souls yeah if you're not willing to future mm-hmm, to share the gospel yeah and that's Great the point. biggest act of selfishness is when we withhold the greatest gift mm-hmm. and the greatest gift that is the greatest gift Ooh. in our lives and we can't we're Hitting saying different. it's the greatest gift and we are saying thank you, Jesus, but then we're being so selfish in not sharing that greatest gift, which you is see, free. don't believe. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. shine. All right. So. Um, lastly, we're going to look at required to serve and submit because I think this does fall under love because God, what? He served us and he gave an example. (laughs) He served us all the time. It's true. And he gave us an example with communion when he washed his disciples' feet. Dirty feet. Dirty feet. them. Uh, them stinking. <laughs> if you are not Jamaican, I'm sorry. Janelle um, just said dirty feet. Dirty feet. Yeah. Just to give you some context, though, take it like this was a different time. You're walking. We didn't have these yeah, exactly. Types of roads that we have right now. Okay? But also, you didn't have the shoes. And we also didn't have the shoes we have now. Their feet really would have been 
for lack of a better What's an term. Do we have a modern day um, equivalent beat. to? It would have been beat. How maybe. gross it would have been to wash them. It would be feet. like washing. Clean just the toilet. Just a very no. Just know. a very um, rough thing to do. Basically, washing someone's feet that is just really beat up. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. First Corinthians sixteen sixteen. For where did I put my phone? First scripture on submission. And you know what? Like, I read this in my book um, that is talking about how to be a good wife. Be a, no, actually, it was a, a book. Woman. Well, yeah, how to be a woman after God's own heart. It does talk about how to be a good wife because mm. that's a part of it. Mm. However, in that, it also highlighted that serving and submission is not just for confined to women. marriage. Oh. And it's not confined to just women. Mm-hmm. It Literally, every Preach. single person needs to be submissive. And that shook me because i'm like oof not that that was like uh-huh, it's one thing for but- me to be submissive to my husband who we like we you chose them mm-hmm. you know versus being submissive to people that you don't except for i don't know if this is biblical but i was listening to a podcast and they were saying the word submission um the, the uh, no okay yeah no. i know it's gonna be a whirlwind i mean a, a loophole Ah, uh, uh, well, just finish what you're saying. Um, they're saying the word submission. The prefix sub means under, like submarine, and mission, like a mission, like goal, a vision, blah blah blah. So submission is submitting, being in agreement to someone with a vision. I mean, a mission without, and they use an analogy of a submarine in water. The I'm mission is the water. You, really you said that's why I said no because I know no, what she's I, gonna say. No, but I want it's to not say relevant to someone, this. Yes, it is because oh. we're talking about submission and serving and love. So if anyone else thinks that, respectfully, no, because then you're required. The Bible says to submit to your government, and I don't think your government's always on a mission and a mission that aligns with <laughs> your plans. So I'm just gonna say respectfully, no. Yeah. Um. First Corinthians sixteen sixteen. To be subject to such leaders, treating them with courtesy and respect, and to everyone who helps in the work and labors for the benefit of yourselves in the church. So being submitted to leadership leadership, and that is by treating them with courtesy and respect. Amen. And to people who work and labor in the church. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ephesians 5 verse 21. And if we use Aries' analogy, the joint mission in the context of the church is furthering the gospel. Mm-hmm. So in that case, it makes and then sense. submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. That's Ephesians five twenty one. I'm going to read from oh Revelation. Being subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. I love okay. this scripture. So this isn't specifically okay. applying to. Um, well, he, Paul is using talking to the church. So, again, it's still in the context of, like, church. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goal is really to submit to others in reverence of mm-hmm. Christ. So mm-hmm. convicting. It's like your motive behind doing mm-hmm. the right thing is not for you or that person. It's ultimately out of respect for God. Amen. So if you're cha- wow. if you're feeling challenged, like, it's I don't want to forgive this person or I don't want to do this Ooh. for this person, uh that's irrelevant. If you love God, then you should be doing it. He's and that's what it says in the book too. It's like if you struggle with submission, turn to Christ mm-hmm. because and it's, it's valid, always as on to God because honestly. you're doing it for God. It's yeah. not for the other person. Yeah. Is he it's not worthy? God. No. Period. Yeah. Point blank. Period. <laughs> Is he worthy? Period. Okay. So then, First Peter five verse five. 
says, Likewise, you younger submit yourselves unto the elder, yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Wow. Um, again, so it is in the context of Paul is writing to the church, but because Ariel brought up that I didn't write the other ones down because there's other ones on submission. Because I was like, it doesn't really apply. But since Ariel mentioned the submission one. Ooh, she's pulling kay. out her notes. First uh, Peter 2, verse 13 to 15 specifically talks about the government. And Hebrews 13 and 17 about obeying those who have rule over you. So if you just want to read those on your own time, the Bible also requires us to submit to our government leaders and the leaders in our country, not just church leaders and not mm-hmm. just in the context of church. Mm-hmm. So even in the workplace, in the yeah. workplace as well, family, um, that's huge. So I'm just saying we are required to submit to a lot more people than I think we are actually submitting to. Mm-hmm. And essentially the submission is the act of putting ourselves on the back seat and not in the driver's seat. Yeah. And placing someone else in control of the car that we are riding in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. roughly, because, and I, I, yeah, roughly speaking, uh, the book also that I was reading that's from I'll link it somewhere, mm-hmm. but um, what's it called? They said I think I already mentioned it in the stories actually, okay. and I tagged the person. So the follow us at Blooming Girl yeah. Podcast. Follow us at Blooming Girl Podcast um, on Instagram. What? Yeah, sorry, and. It, the book also said that the biggest hindrance to submission is actually fear. It's fear of losing control. And so when we basically are showing love and we're serving others, it's putting ourselves yeah, yeah, yeah. on the lower pedestal. It's mm-hmm. very easy for us to be like, we want to do things our way. We want to mm-hmm. we want to be in control of the outcome. We want to be in control of how the plan. We want to do that. But God is actually saying, no, let's take a step back and actually allow the other person to have input allow the other person to potentially come up with a plan and to drive you know mm-hmm. instead of you always being in the driving seat mm-hmm. if that makes sense and it's like how does this connect to love. to love well this is an act of love i feel like you cannot truly submit without one loving god and two loving your neighbor as you would love yourself because Every single person, the act of submission, everybody can see. Like, when you hear submission, you're like, oof. Like, there's something within you that, like... Tugs. It's just, like, an uncomfortable feeling. Like, mm-hmm. it's not natural, mm-hmm. right? It's not natural to do that. But if we can truly live by the words that God says is that he wants us to love him first and foremost above everything. And then to love each other as we would love ourselves. It re- that then actually mm-hmm. an act of that is to be able to submit ourselves to one another mm-hmm. and to serve one another mm-hmm. in love as it's Christ has so often showed us. So lastly, we're just going to look at, um, actually there's this, a passage I wanted to read because God was very clear about how he wanted love to look. Um, I know it's completely going to Matthew five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I read my afterwards? Yeah. You okay. Can. Mm-hmm. I'm starting from verse 22. But I say unto you, actually, no, verse 21, I lied. Ye have heard that it was said of them of old time, thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. Mm. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Wow. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka. Raka? 
shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with, and this connects to forgiveness also, by the way, like showing love means showing forgiveness Mm -hmm. and God is not taking any gifts from you. If you have not dealt with issues with between you and your brother slash friend or whatever, Mm -hmm. agree with thine adversary quickly. This is verse 25. Whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time that adversary deliver thee to the judge and the judge deliver thee to the officer. And thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. Wait, where am I going? I'm reading a lot. He says a lot in this, and not necessarily everything has to do specifically with love, but he's giving practical situation, mm. practical scenarios in where you should show love in what he's telling you to do. So let me skip over to... It's like a... Verse 39. Sorry, it's like what? Kind of like what you did last week when you said, read, listen to these things, these check boxes, and oh, like yeah, assess. Yeah, like yeah. if you're, if this is something that you're struggling with. Yeah, so verse 39, it says, But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. Hmm. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him too. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor, and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, Mm -hmm. do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you, and persecute you. That ye may be the children of your father, which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same, the politicians, the politicians, the corrupt people. They love them. They love the people Mm -hmm. who love them. Mm -hmm. And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans do so? Be ye therefore perfect. Even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Right. So that's a hard call. It's not easy to bless those that curse you, pray for those that are really not for you. But that's what God has called us to do. And that's how we show his love. That's a huge ask. And uh, yeah. And he's so right, though. It's like, what merit is there in just loving the people who love you? Big facts. What merit is there in that? That doesn't How is God glorified in that? Mm -hmm. It's everyone can do that. You know, but it's really is when we are faced with people who it's hard to love. They don't love Mm -hmm. us back and they're causing a lot of heartache and pain. Mm -hmm. But even in those situations, we are still extending the love of God to them. Mm -hmm. That's when God is glorified. Oh, my God. And that's God's love for us because we didn't love him. We were we were grieving him. And yet still he came and he, he died, and for, died us. for us. And he foreknew, he foreknew that we would continue to act in sin. And still mm-hmm. he decided to die for our sins. That's the love that he showed. He didn't show love to people that only loved, loved him. him. We yeah. all were his enemies. So. Exactly. And 
that's why he calls us to what be perfect as he was perfect as he is perfect Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. to love as he loved Mm -hmm. and that's going back to the agape thing god requires us to really love the agape love and an unconditional love that really just gives and gives and gives and gives it. It's not a taking love. Right. It's not a love that is looking to see if you're going to do something back. It's just giving mm-hmm. unconditionally, regardless of. Yeah. And in spite of. And whether or not we receive anything back. That's and that's true. not easy to do. And that's mm-hmm. why, again, I say that you need the Holy Spirit in order to live in agape love. You can live in filial love without much help, mm-hmm. um, necessarily. Like, it's still hard even, even to live in that but you can do that in your own strength you cannot love in agape love without the love of god living inside of you which comes with his spirit living Mm -hmm. inside of us so lastly we just have i guess we'll just do one we'll look at the good samaritan as a case scenario of well jay said i'm coming to teach and that is what i will do Mm -hmm. educate the people Let so we are all familiar with the parable of the Good Samaritan. And if you're not, um, well, now you're going to know. You're going to know. <laughs> and nobody's going to know. They're going to know. know. So uh, we are in the book of Luke, verse or chapter 10, verse 25. So on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Mm-hmm. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? That's a deep question. What must I do to, it's Luke 10. Um, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your might or your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus said, you have answered correctly. Jesus replied, do this and you will live. Very simple. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? (laughs) In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So, So, too, a Levite... When he came to the place and saw him, passed on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. And just for brief context here, Samaritans and Israelites don't get along. They're like, they're not friends. It's like, how do I, I don't know how, what modern day, I don't know if it was as severe as Israel and Palestine. And like that tension between the two areas, but mm-hmm. think of it maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so a Samaritan saw this person from Jerusalem and he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. Selfless love. Like just... I know we can read things over quickly, but just think about it as you walking and you're going somewhere and you stop, you use your own resources mm-hmm. that probably cost mm-hmm. money and you didn't, maybe you didn't have as much money, mm-hmm. who knows. 
And you also use your own strength. You're uplifting up this man to put him on the donkey and then you're going to lug that donkey and the man with you to where you are going. Mm-hmm. Then your extra cost resources because you're taking him to an inn and then taking mm-hmm. care of him there. You have to pay for mm-hmm. the services. Yeah. Yeah. overnight to take care of him. So it took up your whole day. Mm-hmm. So, Emotionally, yeah, it's financially. Financially. Physically. Wow. The next day he took out two denarii. And gave them to the innkeeper. Like I said, he paid money for this. Look after him, he said. Extra money. Mm -hmm. And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. So this guy was probably trying to put Jesus in a bind and say like, Mm -hmm. or he wanted, he wanted Jesus to tell him basically that his neighbors were the people who he was close to. Mm -hmm. Like not just physically, but actually like, yeah, they're close to me. You're a fellow Israelite. You're Doing someone what, I know. Yeah. You're someone Showing love who to I, only those when it suits mm-hmm. your terms. When it suits your terms, when it's easy, it's someone I like. Jesus was like, no. Who was a neighbor here? It wasn't someone who was close to me. It wasn't someone mm-hmm. who was a Levite. Um, that's we someone who is in. Opposite. That's someone in who rival. is. No, that's someone who is actually. He, uh, the tribe of Levites were basically the people who were in control of the temple. And like, so they're what we would call holy people right Mm -hmm. it wasn't the holy people who were in your religion because let's face it that person was an israelite and that's the holy person framing your religion Mm -hmm. it wasn't them it wasn't them it was a samaritan who was quote unquote your enemy (laughs) quote unquote does not believe what you believe in wow so jesus is saying likewise we need to show love to every single person it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who it is it's a person who shows mercy is the person that's showing love and on that note do you guys have any last words you want to say for this podcast any encouraging words get close to the mic huddle in everything jay said was spectacular and sorry no oh honestly this is this is a this is a continual continual process loving well every part of the series forgiving well healing well resting well loving well it's a continual process don't beat yourself up if you're not there yet none of us are there yet but we're on a continual journey be encouraged Mm -hmm. we are able to thrive in these four areas because not because of our own um strength or our own ability but because like janelle said if you have received the holy spirit it is a work of the holy spirit so as long as we are allowing ourselves to um or allowing the holy spirit to work in us and through us then we are more than able to thrive in these areas and that's what i wanted to say thank you gabby (laughs) um gabby said it very well that's essentially what i was going to say yeah, so just because this series is done doesn't mean the work it's done is continual. Amen. So if you ever do need to listen again because you need some extra motivation, encouragement, whatever, be the episodes encouraged. are here. And yeah, be encouraged. We're all in, all in, oh, we're wow. all in this together. Once we Yeah, so we're all on this journey together. And so if you do need any additional help, prayers, or just support, if you have up. testimonies, testimonies that would too. be great. Message us at Bloom and Grow podcasts at Instagram, and we also have an email Bloom and Grow podcast at gmail.com. Talk so, to us. talk to us, interact with us. We'd love to hear how it's going, how you doing, and where God's taking you. How you doing? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. on that note, 
Have a wonderful life. See you life. next time. Catch you next time. <laughs> have a wonderful life. Have a wonderful life. Gabby said, not coming back. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.